listening to White Welcome to Monday, the Monday after Thanksgiving of Tuner. That's the dude right there. Hey, man. Welcome. Welcome. I'd love to say it's a beautiful day in uh, the uh, in downtown Chattanooga, the heart of Fred Alley, but it, it's not so nice out there. Our, our weather has changed, hasn't it, brother? It's, it's very great. It reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of Boston. And I got to say, in the, the, the Mount Rushmore of, of Mondays that workers love to hate, where do you, you think Thanksgiving's on the other uh, side of the mountain? I think it is. Monday. I think it is. Yeah, I, I really do. I, re- <laughs> <laughs> but I guess this has to be right. This is Cyber Monday. It's Cyber Monday. I guess people are buying on. Although this yeah. year it, it doesn't seem like uh, it's that impressive. Like I was looking at some sales over the weekend, and they already seem to be out. There's no like waiting until Monday. Anymore. Yeah, all, all the yeah the sales are out there and everything. Black Friday was uh, well. It was a few days ago, wasn't it? It was a few days ago. <laughs> it was now a few it's days. Gray Monday out here in Chattanooga. Forty-two degrees. Oy. Hey, I was at uh, I was at Walmart over the weekend. I had to get some stuff for our Christmas tree because oh, I put okay. the real Christmas tree up. Yeah, eight and a half feet tall, long nice. needles. Yeah, nice. long needles. The problem is you bring all the ornaments out, yeah. and like every year, like five or ten get broken. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you still have the old school uh, glass that. Yeah. 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 Those... We get more because we're masochists. Yeah. It... <laughs> <laughs> but I was at, and they I, get, they I, get I, brutal. <laughs> Do you... I, was, I was at the Walmart on Signal Mill, and for the first time ever, I was stuck in a line getting out of the parking lot. So oh, really? there was some traffic there. Yeah. So people wow. are still shopping, but we'll get in some facts and figures in that a little bit later in the show yeah. on, on how Black Friday did and how many sales went online. But in the meantime, we got to tip the band. So we on do. the road and off of it, the Axle Fuel Cards got your back. Get the credit you need to keep your fleet trucking. Plus loyalty points and rewards are waiting at the next stop. Get approved at AxleFuelCard.com subject to credit approval. And terms and conditions apply. So, hey, get over there and check it out directly after the show. And Clarissa, Clarissa Carver, she says, if you wait till Cyber Monday, everything is out of stock. Great point, Big Rig Barbie, especially if you want some of the key and crucial items, right? Yeah, that's absolutely true. And then you have, and then you got to wait for restocking, and then this year, cycle times, et cetera. So I'm sure people got crazy on Black Friday. Yeah. I would think. I don't know. Well, here's some, uh, here's some good news, bad news for you. If you All put right. down oh. a deposit on a Nicola Badger on Black Friday, mm. you want to get your loved one a Badger, right? You saw that beautiful rendering. Yeah. Well, it's all you're ever going to see, at least uh, as of right now, right? GM isn't taking an equity stake in Nikola. So don't they're not making the Badger, but the bigger story may be them not taking that equity stake, right? They don't have skin in the game. Alan Adler reports that General Motors won't be taking that equity stake in electric truck maker. Nikola, Nikola's plans and Nikola's plans for the Badger pickup have been scrapped because they are looking for an OEM to build it for them, yeah. of which GM will not be. No, that's absolutely right. GM, I mean, they originally planned to take 11% stake in, in Nikola Exchange yeah. for producing the Badger. Yes. Right? Uh, you know, I mean, heavily hyped. I loved it. I'm kind of bummed because I like the uh, I like the picture, et cetera, you know, but it was hyped under founder Trevor Milton, who we discussed last Friday. I yeah. Think, didn't we? <laughs> The <laughs> so the company would have had to pay GM seven hundred million dollars to make the truck, and Nikola mm-hmm. will refund all deposits received for the Nikola Badger. They sure will. Yeah, they had nine hundred million in cash on hand at the end of the third quarter, though. But most of the money they need to build their own facility. So I don't know if they could have even afforded to do this deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the money was going to come from. I did like the look of it, but uh, I've, uh, I decided not to put down my uh, deposit a, a 
number of weeks ago. <laughs> well, about those deposits, right? So the group, according to Financial Times, the group began collecting deposits of up to $5,000 for the vehicle back in the summer. We all heard about it. Actually, people were like, I lo- I'm going to get my badger over your cyber truck, Dooner. Yeah. Huh, how do you like me now? Well, uh, so they had, but here's the thing. They didn't have that many deposits. They only had $6.9 million in deposits, primarily related to the badger as of uh, their most recent results. Daniel yeah. Ives, he's an analyst at, Web- at Webbish. He said, um, at Wedbush, I'm sorry. He said this went from a game changer deal for Nikola to a good supply partnership, but nothing to write home about. The signing of GM as a partner is a positive, but ultimately no ownership equity stake in Nikola. And the billions of R&D potentially now off the table is a ma- major negative blow for the Nikola story. And, you know, interesting timing. The, the lockup period ends tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Mary Barra, she's, she's walked away from, uh, from this deal. Now it's another nine-binding deal, like many of Nicholas' truck orders. The uh, market hates it. The stock is down. Jeez, uh, the stock was down about 27% when yeah, I just checked like it before I came up here. Yeah. And about 34% um, in the past week. Yeah, yeah, it, it's down, and it, it, it doesn't look good. It's kind of like, okay, everybody step back. Let show me the proof yeah. after everything that is that has come out. So yeah, not I, not a good story. I was surprised by the big stock run up that that had led up to this, knowing this lockdown period was coming, knowing that Milton can sell tomorrow, knowing that this you know knowing in terms of you know yeah. quote unquote that this GM deal probably wouldn't happen just based on understanding Nicholas financials, the controversy around it, and, uh, GM not needing to be a partner, and all the stories that have come out in the past month and a half of GM investing in our own infrastructure with zero mention of Nicola and zero mention of. Of the Badger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. The, yeah, it didn't look good. The story didn't look good. I'd have been jumping ship long ago. No, it's a tough position but. for them. Ivan Hernandez, though, he says he bought 10 Nicholas stocks and he sold them and made $15. Yay. Between, between his 10 stocks. Wow. <laughs> Whenever you him, get man. a return like that on your stocks. Nice. What is that? $1.50 a stock <laughs> he got back there? Hey, just be careful, though. So for you Robinhood traders out there, right? You're going to pay, if you, you're gonna have to pay 15%, right? Yeah. And capital gains tax. Yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's not don't, all that good. Yeah, <laughs> don't go spending it all on, on Cyber Monday today. Yeah, the, uh, I the, bet he <laughs> wish you bought 10 million stocks. Uh, uh, that's me and uh, that's me and Roku. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I got that pretty cheap. I got like $30. Yeah. It's over 200. Nice. I know. Tough. All right. All right well, here's a, here's a story. You guys have stopped me if you heard this one before. True ownership of Dallas Logistics was hidden from the FMCSA to mask the poor safety record of the owner, right? John Case. I heard it. I heard it before. <laughs> yeah, everyone is. Everyone's there at the, at the Pilot Flying J right now with the cop. Yeah, I heard that one. No kidding. Don't burn your hands when you shake the cup. I do that too often. All right. John Case reports the owner of Rochester, New York-based trucking company has been charged with lying to the FMCSA about the ownership of this company he controlled. Kind of a convoluted story when you get into it because of all the initials, but the individual was charged by the U.S. Western District of New York, James Kenney. It's a guy named uh, Tony Kirick, right? And he's a 39-year-old. He owns this trucking company called Dallas Logistics. But what happened? Yeah, so uh, he also owned a company called Orange Transportation. All right, which the FMCSA had saddled with negative rating, according to a prepared statement on the charge released by Kennedy's office, which also states the negative rating would have been applied to Dallas Logistics had the true relationship been uh, between the two entities been disclosed to the federal the FMCSA in order to prevent the government from learning that the two entities were related and affiliated. Kirick directed his employees to create and present false documents uh, and presentations to the FMCSA. Um, Ugh, well, you know, this is one thing that brokers fear quite a bit. 
Yeah. And it's not all that really that uncommon to find multiple MC numbers. Uh, it begs the question, how much due diligence role? How much due diligence can you do and are you supposed to do here? I mean, the FMCSA, they were doing a compliance review. That's how they found out, right? So they were doing compliance review. They soon realized that Dallas Logistics was not in the city that it claimed, but instead was also in Rochester. Yeah. When they asked about it, they received a letter from Dallas Logistics that claimed uh, Jay-Z, who's just an initial, was going to move the company to Dallas. He said, oh, you know, you caught me, but it, not a big problem. I'm going to move the company, but my family is sick, right? Yeah. And that was a letter, though. Here's the confusing part. This letter, although Jay-Z said that, apparently some guy named A.B. is the one that said it. And then Jay-Z told investigators he pretended to be the head of Dallas Logistics <laughs> because he, wanted, he he worked for Orange Transportation and was afraid it would go out of business. We so described himself only as the paper president of Dallas Logistics. Here's the thing. The maximum penalty for this is he can be charged for five years and a $250,000 fine. Yeah. Kingston sums it up, uh, uh, kind of confusing with all the initials. He said, Jay-Z also said that A.B wrote the letter without his knowledge. In other words, it's not okay by Jay-Z for AB to send a letter to an agency in D.C. Yeah, yeah no, perfect Kingston. Yeah. I mean, that clears it up perfectly right there. <laughs> well, Ivan Ramirez says, I heard Dallas Logistics will be using the new Nikola trucks. Maybe they will. Yeah. Julie, Julie Johnson said, there's a lot of good people on the Nikola teams to so keep that in mind. You know, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe getting this Trevor Milton deal out of the way, clearing the air, sets things up for 2021, where maybe Nikola can pave a pathway for success and, and leave this in the rear view. Yeah, I mean, and I hope, that's, I hope that's true for all the good people that I'm sure are there at, at Nikola. I hope they do clear this thing up, but they've got a long, you know, Row to hoe. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah. here's a quick one for you because we got to get to our guests. But truckers are owed money after a Texas firm files for bankruptcy. Clarissa has a story on FreightWaves.com. But small business truckers are owed hundreds of thousands of dollars after a Texas oil field construction and heavy equipment company filed for Chapter 11 protection. It's Jamco Services. You may know them as Jam Construction. Read the full story. Find out if, uh, I mean, I imagine you would know if you're missing money because there's, what, four small trucking companies out $241,000. But right now we're going to talk to Ryan Gavin. He is the chief marketing officer and head of marketplace growth at Convoy. And I believe he's over in Sam. What is that? Samish, Washington? Samamish. I love a nice Samamish. Or Samamish. Samamish, Washington. Ryan, thank you for joining us. Is that a turkey Samamish? Ryan, we we uh, were almost half expecting you to be behind a drum kit right now. We were teased by Marianne saying that you might uh, you might hit the skins. Uh, you know what? Uh, we're gonna have to put it on a rain check for next time. My uh, my boy was down in the the kit all weekend, and I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance to do the the filming, but uh, I saw from Bill. But we'll we'll put it on the books for next time. You guys have Absolutely. a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be awesome. It was a great Thanksgiving. I hope you and your family had one as well. And look. You know, drum kits are great, but spend time with the, the family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and enjoy those uh, leftover turkey samamim issues. Yes, exactly. I love a nice turkey samamish. Well, you are. Let's introduce you. I don't I don't think you've been on this show. So let's start by diving into your background a little bit. What brought you to Convoy? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I was 20 plus years in big tech, joined Microsoft right out of the gate, out of school. Uh, and my last role uh, before Convoy was heading up artificial intelligence and machine learning at Amazon Web Services, or AWS. Uh, and that's where I got introduced to Convoy. Uh, it was Convoy was actually a customer, uh, and one of our key reference customers, and I was working in machine learning. And I got introduced to Freight, got introduced to the interesting challenge of Freight and how it's this perfect marriage for a lot of the things that machine learning is really uniquely suited to solve. And machine learning sounds fancy, and a lot of people use it as a buzzword, but all it all it really means is it's making a highly accurate prediction. Like machine learning is just like, that's the simplest way to describe machine learning. 
And uh, so anytime you use your phone to use your face to unlock your phone, that's machine learning just predicting that your face is your face. Uh, and when you look at kind of what's going on in trucking, you've got massive amounts of data. You've got massive amounts of predictions that are happening every given day. You've got people trying to figure out how to connect a shipment with a carrier uh, and then do that in batches. And all that stuff is highly repetitive. It can be automated and it can be done really efficiently with things like machine learning. So as I learn more about both freight and as I learn more about Convoy, I thought I'd be crazy not to jump in. And so it was about a year and a half ago I joined the company and it's been, a, it's been an amazing rocket ship ever since. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Ryan. I, now I, 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 can be a per, I can work in machine learning. I, I, I got hey, it. He made it sound very, very simple. I just, I think it's awesome too <laughs> that you know our, our industry is now attracting, especially the freight tech side, is attracting talent like his that oh, spent absolutely. a long time at Microsoft. And I was looking at his background, Michael. He's worked on stuff like Cortina, Edge, the Microsoft Surface. So he's yeah. got a, a few feathers in that cap. Yeah, you're bringing some big intelligence, and and really, it is exciting for our industry. Been in this industry 34 years, and it is really exciting to see the explosion in technology and, and talent that is coming to it. Tell us a little bit more about Convoy. I'm pretty familiar with Convoy, known the guys over there for a number of years. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about Convoy and the uh, really the digital freight network that you're building over there. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. So we're a digital freight network. Uh, we do full truckload, um, nationwide, live and drop work with some of the biggest Fortune 500 shippers out there, small, medium-sized shippers, got a you know large roster, tens of thousands of carriers. The, the simplest way to think about what we're doing is we are taking this long tail of supply that this country has with you know carriers with 10 or fewer trucks, and we're connecting them with technology to have them have the attributes of a what I'll call a traditional asset-based carrier when it comes into things like quality, which we were just talking about two seconds ago, reliability, um, but doing so a lot more efficiently. So we can lower the cost for shippers uh, and we can have the flexibility when unforeseen events happen like 2020, like all of 2020 was an unforeseen event essentially. Uh, and so as a digital freight network, it really has some of the best attributes of I'll say with you know, tr traditional asset-based carrier, traditional broker and creating this new category um, that, can, that can do some things that are you know, rooting out some of the core inefficiencies that this space has experienced for, for many decades. Can you tell us a little bit about what the guaranteed primary program is for those who are not familiar? Yeah, I appreciate you asking. This is one that we launched uh, in September, so it's relatively fresh. Um, and it kind of goes to the heart of a lot of what we saw in 2020, which is the expectations of primary contracts, um, which oftentimes take three to four months for a shipper to negotiate those contracts. You're, you're going with 100 to 150 carriers. Uh, and then... As soon as truck prices move up or down, those contracts are under pressure. Uh, if they go up, carriers are feeling like they they're underwater and they need to you know either um, start increasing rejections. If they go down, shippers are feeling like they're paying more than they should. Uh, and so what you, what you end up with, with with RFPs and contract freight is what's called a it's a paper rate. It's actually not what the shippers are paying. And what shippers are actually paying is like three to twenty one percent more when you factor in all the failures that go into those contracts and uh, freight moving down to the spot market. So what Guaranteed Primary says is, hey, let's change that. Let's get rid of this zero-sum game where everyone's losing. Uh, and it's uh, kind of uh, always an imbalance between the shippers and carriers. And let's just go through and say, you know, what Convoy will do is we'll take 100% tender acceptance. We'll take everything you give us. In exchange, we'll agree with the shipper to a fixed margin. And that fixed margin can be up to like 50% lower than what you traditionally pay. Uh, and then what we'll do is we'll predict on a daily basis or a weekly basis, depending on what the shipper wants, what our truck prices are going to be. We'll buy, we'll apply our margin, we'll service that freight with that 100% guarantee. 
And then on a monthly basis, we'll give a shipper a full transparency report. They'll see all the trucks that were bidding on their freight across all the lanes. They'll see how efficiently we're buying. And they'll see be able to compare that cost relative to what they would have paid going through contracts or having some things fall over to spot, et cetera. And if at any given time we're not buying efficiently and we're not a lower cost provider for them, they can fire us at any time. So it's kind of a it's a it's a no obligation move. And the the goal with guaranteed primary is saying, listen, the market's going to move. Truck prices are going to do what they're going to do. No one's going to predict that. Even with all the best machine learning models out there, no one's going to predict truck prices. So let's make it so that if truck prices are going down, a shipper can benefit and ride that market down without having to change out a carrier. Uh, if truck prices are going up, the carrier's protected. They're making sure they can cover their costs. They can service the freight profitably, which is, in fact, what shippers want. Uh, and everyone can win. Uh, and so it's a program we rolled out again just a few months ago, and it's it's received a lot of attention. We've got a lot of energy from customers on it. That's that's really awesome. So what's the dynamics between rolling that out right now or earlier or, let's say, waiting a little bit? And you mentioned some really strong interest in there. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, if, if – uh, if anyone was under the delusion that you know contracts work perfectly, 2020 kind of threw that out the window. And there's just the reality of the volatility showed how hard it is to predict something that's unpredictable, which is truck prices. And as 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 prices moved up and you got in a recessionary period and they moved up again, uh, we saw this just uh, new openness from shippers, even very, very large shippers, who just acknowledging, hey, there's got to be a better way to do this. Uh, and it you know, RFP contracts for a lot of shippers, particularly those that are a little bit more forward-looking, is starting to feel like a shoe that doesn't quite fit. Um, it's, you know, you can wear it. It's still going to be part of the arsenal, but, like, there's just got to be a better way. And so we're seeing a number of customers are coming to us, and there's there's three primary scenarios. First, if you're a medium-sized shipper and you've got anywhere, really, you know, 30 to 50% of your freight that's going to transactional on a consistent basis – like guaranteed primary is a no-brainer for you, right? You're going to take some of that consistent freight. You're going to put it on convoy. You can run it at a margin that's guaranteed that's going to be lower than what you're paying in that transactional business. And you know you have one high-quality carrier that's moving that freight. Um, so we're seeing a lot of interest kind of in that class. Um, the second is, you know, large shippers who have lanes that have typically been tough to serve. They've seen high failovers. Um, a lot of volatility on those lanes. Guaranteed primary is a really good alternative there because they're their contracts are failing and they're constantly going to spot so they can kind of stay off the spot market with those low, uh, high volatility lanes. And then the third one, and this one's most interesting because it, uh, it's really some of the smartest shippers out there who realize truck prices are crazy high, historically high right now, but they're not going to stay this way. Uh, and so why not go in and have a truck price now where you can, you can do guaranteed primary and you can ride the market down without having to swap out your carriers. Uh, and some of the most you know, forward-looking shippers are, are realizing that even though truck prices are very, very high, I'll get in a program like Guaranteed Primary, and then as truck prices come down, I'm just going to ride that down, which will do great for my budget without compromising my quality. Well, uh, Ryan, awesome stuff. We're, we're just about out of time here in the interview, but if people want to hear more from you, they want to learn more, they want to connect, where should we send them to? Yeah, convoy.com. We'll take care of you from there. And, uh, yeah, you can learn more about Guaranteed Primary up there. Uh, as well as all the other stuff that we're doing. We've got a lot of cool innovations that are coming out with our uh, drop and hook program called Convoy Go. Uh, we have dynamic pricing available for TMS integration. So uh, it's a lot of exciting stuff right now. And uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing and I uh, appreciate the show. It's always been fun. Thanks, man. Uh, just send Thanks, me Ryan. that video of you playing the drums and, and we'll get you back on to wrap about that. We'll have, a, we'll have a fun segment with you. Yeah, that sounds like a plan, guys. All right. Happy holidays. Take care. Thanks, Ryan. Take care. 
you know, we're, we're hearing more and more and more about these sort of cost plus hybrid programs. And it's the kind of thing that becomes, as we said before, very in vogue when it's hard to find capacity. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. it. And it is the guarantee of that capacity. Yeah, that is that is the thing there, because that can really hurt you. And also the ability to ride prices down. Well, you know what, what I liked about it, too. So, I mean, the way he was pitching it to us is it's like cost plus, but you also have analytics backing it as well. That's right. And you have a lot more transparency than you traditionally would. A lot of times you have to take the uh, you know, you got to take the broker's word for it. Yeah, you do. So it makes those discussions on your P&L when you're back looking and trying to analyze uh, what occurred last quarter a little bit easier because you understand exactly what's going on and, and you get to evaluate the services that they're that they're providing for you. Yeah. Is it really worth it or not? I love the transparency and the ability to analyze it afterwards. How about Jason Wakely now? We got Jason Wakely, Senior oh. Manager, General Merchandise at Pilot Flying J. Got to be exciting times over there. Hey, Jason, thanks for... Uh, jo- oh, by the way... Miami University alumni alert. Jason, he is as well. We have, we've had, I think we've had more Miami oh, University right. alumni on this show than anywhere else. I, I think that's right. I think I, it is. Yeah, I, I, would, I would not be shocked. Great to hear. <laughs> yeah, well, see, my, the reason I always notice it is my sister went there, as, as listeners of this show know. So every time that someone has gone there, I always notice it, right? I, we never have any CalArts people. Nobody ever went to CalArts other than no. me <laughs> that works in logistics. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, you know what, man? Hey, uh, introduce yourself real quick. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me on today, guys. I, uh, like I said, Jason Wakely with Pilot Flying J. I head up our category management teams for truck supplies, general merchandise, and electronics. Um, fairly new to the company, fairly new to the industry, but uh, you know, loving it so far. I come from a, a clothing background, actually, so oh. uh, a little different to be working on chemicals and electronics and so on. Wow. Very cool. He should, cool. He should hook up with uh, the guy from Open Doc. Bob. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what it is? It, but it, it is it, it is time for the annual holiday oh, yeah, it is. holiday gateway uh, or giveaway from Flying J. It starts, I guess, tomorrow. Yeah, it December, starts December first. Yeah, December first. Yeah. Hey, so can you uh, fill us in? What's going on? What's in store this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we love talking about this because we love any chance we can get to celebrate the drivers here at Pilot. So we have our holiday giveaway. Um, it begins tomorrow, December 1st, and runs for 12 days, uh, so through December 12th. You can enter on our Facebook page. Um, you go on there, fill out your information, answer a, a you know holiday-themed question, what's your favorite food uh, for the holidays, what's your favorite Christmas movie, so on. Um, and then you know, you're entered to win one of our great prizes, and that could be anything from a GPS unit, a CB radio, inverter, or my favorite, uh, pilot gift card you can use on anything you want in the store. Well, very cool. Well, you said it so real, real quick. It's my uh, it's my four year old's birthday. He just turned four today. So happy birthday, Sebastian! Home Alone one or Home Alone two? Uh, Home Alone two. Watched it last night. Oh wow. Wow, all right. He's Team Home Alone 2. <laughs> home Alone 2. All right, there's one for Home Alone 2. So you've enticed everybody. They want to get involved in this holiday giveaway, right? Am I, I got to, like, stress the pun, right? Holiday yeah. giveaway. Yeah, um, for those who aren't familiar, how do they get involved with this? How does it work? So, yeah, it's, um, you know, you can, you can follow us on our social media, but really the, the best spot for it, go to the Facebook page. Super simple to click right through. Um, like I said, just answer some fun questions, and, and you're entered in just a matter of minutes, so. We encourage everyone to, to get these awesome prizes in hand. Very cool. So the temperature here in Chattanooga dropped pretty drastically over the last uh, day, yeah. <laughs> right? We're looking at possible yeah. snow flurries and all that other kind of stuff. And it's dropping all over the state. As it tends to go down, give us some, give us some tips. What should fleets keep in mind uh, to be winter ready? 
Yeah, absolutely. We're here in Knoxville, so we have those same flurries on the way. Um, and as someone that sells uh, things like anti-gel, I couldn't be more thrilled that we finally have some cold weather coming. So, you know, I, I know there's a lot of season vets out there, but there's also a ton of new folks, uh, drivers this year. Uh, but, you know, we have some tips that are really good for everybody. Um, you know, a couple of things you're going to want to check before this, this weather really hits. Wipers, you know, not just your blades, but your motors and obviously your windshield washer fluid that you can pick up at Pilot. Um, batteries, make sure those are in good health. When that cold snap hits, you don't want to be left high and dry. Uh, antifreeze, um, again, find that at Pilot, get your radiator and engine, make sure they keep going. Air systems, uh, this is one you want to drain the moisture in there. Uh, you want to get that air dryer cartridge replaced. And then the two big ones um, that I want to stress, you know, tires, you know, couldn't be more important. Tread depth, uh, pressure, that decreases as it gets cold. That's all about traction and stopping. Um, you know, we all want to be home safe for the holidays with our families. And then fuel tanks, you know, keep those fuel tanks topped off. That extra weight can really help with traction as well. Um, and for any of this stuff, you know, you can come to a pilot, um, shop our truck supplies, go to one of our pilot truck care locations. I want to stress, get that axle fuel card. So that gets mm. you discounts on everything I just mentioned, in addition to roadside assistance um, and preventative maintenance. You know, I had, uh, Shamit Konar, your, your CEO to be, uh, when, when the, when the calendar flips over to 2021 on Freightwaves Insiders about a month ago. And he, you know, he said something fascinating about pilot flying J. So now okay. I'm just like an energy company and, you know, uh, a, a gas location, but they're right. also a hospitality, hospitality company because all the restaurants and all of those things. So in the theme of hospitality, what's new at pilot flying J to support fleets and drivers this season? I know that like during the summer, during the spring with COVID-19, you had a lot of like the big focus on like contactless entry and contactless touching and stuff like that. What's the focus now? Yeah, yeah we're, we're still focused on that. You know, uh, safety, obviously, and cleanliness, um, huge for us. Nothing new there, uh, but you know, recommitted to it. Um, you know, one thing that, that we know, it's, it's tough anyway. It's tough out there, particularly right now, life on the road. So we want to make sure things are as convenient um, comfortable as possible in our stores. So, um, you know, recommitted that cleanliness on the inside. We also have some fun offerings. You know, we have um, a whole new slate of winter gear, you know, stay warm out there, hats, gloves, um, outerwear, uh, things from, from my wheelhouse. Uh, and then we have some exciting new products. Uh, one that I'm, I'm excited to tell you about today, you know, we've had our pilot uh, Flying J branded DEF, antifreeze, windshield washer fluid, but actually shipping out today to begin hitting stores this week, we have a new Pilot anti-gel uh, product that will be hitting our stores. So that's breaking news there. Um, <laughs> start to trickle out this week and then be, uh, be everywhere uh, over the next two weeks. So um, something for everyone to check out, great value and, and obviously great quality. And then we have the fun stuff too. You know, it's, um, it's not all about uh, seriousness in our stores. We have lots of toys. Uh, we have lots of knickknacks you never knew you expected. Uh, so, you know, we want to be a great destination, whether you're getting something for yourself um, or you're out on the road and you want to avoid the, you know, the big box stores, department stores. Come in, pick up toys for the kiddos, pick up a you know, gift for the, the husband or wife. Um, we have some deals, $5 off, $25 on toys right now. Um, and, you know, we want to be that gifting location. If, if anyone's out there watching The Mandalorian, one of the hottest gifts this year is Anything Baby Yoda? Mm. Well, we have Baby Yoda in store, so so swing by and pick one up. 
Oh, I thought you were going to spoil it and give away his name for those of... Uh, have you seen Chapter 13? <laughs> I, I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you caught yourself. I was like, yeah, you watched his shit too. Uh, so I'm going to ask like... you, so we're, we're just about out of time, but you used to work in... So I'm curious now, because you used to work in clothing, but now you're merchandising for Pilot Flying J. What has surprised you most that you guys carry? Oh, golly. Um, well, I don't know if it's it's uh, surprising. I've learned uh, about... Uh, I don't know, a couple hundred items in the truck supply world that I didn't know existed. <laughs> so that's that's been fun. Wow. Well, excellent. So how do people yeah. learn more about Pilot Flying J? Yeah, yeah. You can you know you can get online, Pilot Flying J. You can go to our Facebook page, check us out on Twitter as well, where we'll be updating all the holiday deals. Um, yeah, and, and come stop by one of our uh, one of our locations this holiday season. Well, th thank you very much. Sorry, we have like sound effects going on behind us. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what that is. My partner in crime is going to go investigate. Thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for joining us again today on the show. We appreciate it. Absolutely, I appreciate y'all having me on. Take care. Thanks. You know what? You know what he used to do. He's from Knoxville. If he, uh, <laughs> what is going on back there? He's from Knox. He's from Knoxville, right? If he, uh, someone didn't have their phone on vibrate, maybe. Uh, if he's from Knoxville, right? Right. Where's Michael Vincent? Uh, he's from Knoxville, right? He's got to do that. Kane is their mayor. So if it ever gets too cold over there, he's got to do the big, great wide shot, too, to show you not here. He's got to do this thing where you where you shoot the uh, the flames out. All right. Let's bring out. I'm bring, back. Sorry. Let's bring John Brewer up. Fix the situation there. Let's bring John Brewer up. Hey, John, let's what's up, my man? Hey, Dooner, how are you? How's you it got, going? You got here just as the tires started falling off, too. Yeah. <laughs> I got him back I on. <laughs> I got him back on. Only a couple lug nuts, though, so they yeah. could come off again. <laughs> hey, so those of you who aren't familiar, he's uh, John Brewery's Director of Distribution and Logistics at CKE Restaurants. He's from beautiful Spring Hill, Tennessee. Next Tennessee resident in a row on oh, here in Knoxville before. Check it now out. We get, now we get John, CKE Restaurants. If you, you would know them more colloquially as Hardee's and as Carl's Jr. Oh, yeah. You had a great interview at our Cold Chain Summit with our own Andrew Cox. You're talking about Beyond Meat. At uh, Hardee's and CK, and actually worked as a good ad because I didn't know that you folks had Beyond Meat over there. How is that doing? The plant-based stuff. Uh, it's doing really well. It's uh, it's doing well in the Carl's Jr. as well as the Hardee's. So we've been very pleased. That's good. So th th in that in that Beyond Meat, is that is it is it different in the supply chain? When you guys talked about it, I know that that moving it and keeping it cold and stuff like that was very very similar. But the sourcing of it is it different? Is it is it easier to source? Uh, it's it's pretty much the same as our regular beef products, uh, as far as transport, storage, sourcing. Uh, it's it's a lot that's come a long way in the recent uh, months and years uh, with the non beef non meat based materials. So it's uh, it's coming on strong. It really came on strong during COVID, as as you might be aware, when when the beef shortages started happening uh, due to COVID. Uh, due to the, the meat packing plants having to shut down. So I think that's where the, the non-meat non products have really started to shine. Beautiful Very stuff. Cool. Well, before we get into some uh, not-so-serious business, holiday season <laughs> is coming up. So as the uh, as director, of, for, in your role, how do you prepare for, for this holiday season, especially in a unique year like 2020? Uh, basically just making sure our inventory levels are where they need to be and making sure our partnerships with our carriers and our distributors are strong. Uh, I can't st st stress enough effective communication 
uh, trying to look ahead, trying to predict what's going to happen and plan and prepare for it. So uh, we constantly have weekly meetings um, to go over what's going on, the events coming up, as to also any uh, unforeseen circumstances that uh, may trip up our supply chain. Mm. You yeah, know what? It's got to be difficult. You know what? We well, actually I do have one more. Since we've oh. mentioned Tennessee so many times in a row, we got to mention the Nashville Transportation Club, right? That's that's something. You're on the board there still, correct? Yes, I am. I am the advisor, and I'm glad you brought that up today, Dooner. Uh, starting today, we've launched a uh, food bank pr- um, donation program for the holidays. It's called the, the 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, you can see it out on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can see it on our webpage. Uh, basically, we're partnering with Second Harvest here in Tennessee uh, to provide some family with some much-needed foods, especially this year because this year has been a strain on families as far as income and, and job loss. So we're really wanting to reach out to the to the folks out there and say, hey, let's, let's donate a couple canned goods for the next 12 days, build a few boxes for some families, and, and really spread some Christmas cheer this year. Yeah, I, I got to yeah, get Yeah, cowbell for that. Love that. We love to support that type of stuff. How do people get involved with that, though? You mentioned go to the webpage. What is it specifically? How do people get involved to help out? Our webpage is uh, tcofnash.com. We're also posting out on LinkedIn. There's links uh, within our posts. There's links on our website. Just click on that. And and even if you don't, if you can't participate in, in what we're trying to do, just donate to your local food bank. Um, I think it's the, the situation is now more important than ever that we uh, we donate and try to support others out there because this year has just been crazy. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, John, I'll, I'll give you a warm up question before we spin the wheel. Oh. I know I, I have some inside baseball on you. I know that you own two corgis and a teacup Pomeranian. Who would win the fight? <laughs> Who would win in a fight? The two corgis or the teacup Pomeranian? The teacup, hands down. She rules the house. Yeah. She's about six pounds and you'd think she was uh, a German shepherd or, or something. So it's just crazy. Yeah, man. It's, it's <laughs> the little ones. will turn you to hamburger. They will. They'll just keep they, hitting. They They'll just keep will. nipping at you. <laughs> they absolutely will. You going to spin that wheel? Yeah, on, let's brother? spin it. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got going on here for Mr. Brewer. All right. Let's see what we did here. Uh, 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 what is that? I can't even read my own handwriting. Here it is. You're given 48 hours to hide a rubber duck from the FBI on your property. What and what, what and where do you hide it? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, probably in the oven because I don't cook. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, well, did the FBI knows that? <laughs> I don't know if they know it or not, but the, the oven's probably the least used appliance in my house as far as when it comes to me. Now, my wife may say otherwise. Yeah, see, now that they knew that you didn't cook, they'd probably look there because it is the least used. Yeah. No, I got to ask you, you tell people you work for CKE, do they think that you, like, you work at the restaurant, literally? <laughs> yeah. There's a real funny story. Uh, my nephew thought that, that that's what I did, that I flipped the actual burgers. And then uh, when he found out that me and my wife were getting married in Belize, he was going to take that on and he was going to become a burger, burger flipper for Hardee's and make money so he could go to exotic locations. And I'm like, no, it's not quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. he, he, did his whole, he had his whole future mapped out. It was great. <laughs> Well, have you have you ever worked behind the counter? Like I, when I was fourteen years old, I worked at the uh, Golden Arches in the drive-through, and I thought, you know, it was, it, for the age and the time, it was a great experience. It actually helped me go to, on a trip to Europe with my Catholic school, so I actually did get to go overseas. But John, you you, have you worked in uh, that side of the uh, the business? 
I have not worked in the restaurant side. I did work in the grocery stores when I was a whole lot younger, putting myself through school. So I did the grocery store side. I did the retail food side. Okay. Nice. Let's that, get him another question. I was a, I was a dishwasher. For you a while, were? But yeah. At, at a fast food restaurant? Nah, well, no. It wasn't a, no. Oh. You don't wash money dishes there. <laughs> All right. Well, John, we're, we're making we're making action figures, right? We just talked to the merchandiser okay. at Pilot Flying J, so we're making a John Brewer action figure. You can find it in, <laughs> in hypothetical f- Pilot Flying J's everywhere. What two accessories do you come with? Oh, man, an AK-47. Whoa. And, <laughs> and a, um, a rocket launcher. Those would be good. Oh wow! Just wow. straight up AK forty seven action figure. He's really going. He's <laughs> really you know you, you would think like if he was a little basic, a little bit more generic, he would uh, you know a guest on someone else's show. He might be like a spatula and a hamburger. <laughs> spatula. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's like I got a bazooka, and I'm and taking you, you out the with string. It, it says. No, you don't get like, so on Thanksgiving, you don't get it catered by like Carl's Jr. or Hardee's, right? Your family does its own thing. No, 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 no. We, we do the traditional. We do the turkey and the dressing and the sides. So it's, it's all, it's, it's interesting. I, uh, my wife and I, we usually have about three Thanksgiving dinners and three Christmas dinners. So that's, we're good and stuffed by the time we get back to uh, Spring Hill. Wow, <laughs> delicious! I bet, I bet. I think we got time for one more. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's give a nice spin. Yeah, why not? Let's give a nice spin. Oh, okay, okay. The last minor injury that you received is what kills you. How do you die? Uh, the last minor injury uh, would be a cut on my finger. Ah, just it just bled out, right? <laughs> right there on the living room floor. <laughs> it's right there. Or like gangrene, so you got to cut the entire the entire limb off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> See that? That's what would happen to me because I don't. Yeah. I just don't notice things. <laughs> but this is you mentioned it. You mentioned the cold weather and you mentioned the great skies. Yeah. And I know that that John, you are uh, you do travel to the Caribbean, right? Yes. Yes, I do. What, what's your favorite part there? I've been to. I went to Costa Rica on my honeymoon. What? Where in? Where in the Caribbean would you recommend? We actually, um, let me see, we went to Belize, we went to Aruba. Aruba was really nice. Uh, it's, it's the happiest island out there, and they live up to their, to their name. I mean, everybody's smiling and laughing and having a great time and built, putting, hand, putting drinks in your hand. It's great. There you go. Wow. Aruba's <laughs> nice. Aruba is nice. I've been around the islands myself a little bit in my formal, formal so life. So what's your spot? Sofrere uh, uh, in, uh, in uh, St. Lucia. Yeah, there you go. between two volcanoes, it's bright and sunny, but there's always this like constant mist coming down. It's pretty cool. Love it. Hmm. Yeah, that's my spot. John, any predictions for uh, for next year or resolutions for 2021? Uh, I'm gonna have to leave that one on the table, Dooner. I have no idea. That that crystal ball is still cloudy. Yeah, I mean the unfortunate thing is that when it you know when the when the ball drops, like the, the issues that we're dealing with right now, they don't go away. Yeah. Well, most of them don't go away. The yeah. COVID one doesn't go away. At least. You know, that's why New Year's Eve is not that big a deal no. for me. Because I've figured out over my many years that it's just the next day. Yeah. <laughs> it's the day you're like. It's the next day. Yeah. You sit there in pain on the couch. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Joe, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. We really appreciate it. I know that you're pretty active on social media. People want to connect with you on, on LinkedIn or they want to go check out the restaurants. Where do we send them? Uh, like I said, I'm on LinkedIn page. Feel free to send me an invite, or you can check out our uh, Hardee's and uh, Carl's Jr. restaurant pages uh, via Google. 
And guys, thanks for having me on. Have a great day and uh, talk to you soon. Happy holidays, John. Take it easy. Peace. Happy holidays. Wow. So what are your two accessories? I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess. Uh, let me write them down. Let me guess. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, and then you're going to be like, my yeah. freaking guess it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it would probably be like this and the stick. Does that count as two or would this count as one? That's one. That's one? Got to have my a stick. I mean, if you came with the cowbell and no stick, I'd be like, what I gotta have is a microphone. this? Is this a knockoff Dooner doll? I need a microphone. And a microphone. Yeah. All right. I, br- I wrote Legos and a cowbell for you. Okay. Well, that's my work. <laughs> They're big sellers on Black Friday. We'll get to that in a little bit. But right now, we got Chris Atkinson. He's the CEO at Fleet Ops, and he's in our lovely Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Ooh. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Oh, there Good he is. Great to be here. <laughs> Were up, you trying man? to like be like a, a hidden entrance? Uh, no, no, no. I, uh, <laughs> entrance I had before, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just one of these. you like pop Ta-da! up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Chris is Chris is awesome, and Flattery will get you everywhere. He reached out to me with a, with a DM on LinkedIn. He said, hey, my whole team loves your podcast. So I said, there well, you go. it would be great if we got you on, and they got a kick out of it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Chris. Uh, who Who are you? I'm the CEO here at Fleet Ops. Uh, I'm a Canadian and uh, I, I love trucking. I've been in this space like trucking tech for the past you know, six years. Uh, first at one company in the telematics space and now Fleet Ops. Awesome. Tell us about Fleet Ops. What do you guys do there? Tell our audience. Yeah, we match, we match brokers shipments with carriers and we mm-hmm. do that network of load boards. We believe that data is the fundamental problem uh, associated with all logistics challenges and we try to aggregate it so that we can solve the challenges carriers have and the challenges brokers have. Mm-hmm. Now, did you mm-hmm. grow up in a trucking family? Were you surrounded by logistics? How did you decide to tackle this problem? Like, what's the why behind fleet ops? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I wish I could say that I did because that would certainly be a better story. But the what actually happened was I had, I had a different company before this one that helped other startups build and launch products. And we were introduced to a company in Waterloo, Ontario, that was building technology that could measure up to eight zones of a trailer wirelessly. They wanted us to build out a system for them. And that was my entry point into logistics discovered that it was the backbone of the economy, discovered that those problems were some of the most sophisticated and most interesting problems to solve. And that's what got us started uh, in this space. And now I've been in it long enough that, um, you know, I sometimes know what I'm talking about. Are you excited to hear that you're going to get a refund on your Nicola Badger? (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Um, I was worried about it for a while. Um, after hearing all the news, especially even more worried about it, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. So are you going to take it and buy a cyber truck with that money now? Is, is it, cause I'm thinking about you. I was one of the ones who was hey. like, I know you're laughing at my cyber I, truck, I was, but at least it's going to exist. I take back half of what I said about you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, need, I need something that I can, you know, throw a rock at and, um, you know, won't break. So we'll mm. see what the new cyber truck is like. Yeah. If, if it survives that test, then I'm all on board. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Waterloo, everybody knows Waterloo is is like the Silicon Valley of Ontario. Oh, OK. I mean, it really yeah. it, it really is. I'm not really that's that's not much of a joke, actually. But how has growth been there for Fleet Ops? How's the adoption going? How are you guys moving? I mean, we're entirely focused on the U.S. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're in Canada and there's a lot of advantages to that. Uh, a lot of the technology, you know, developed in the field of deep learning was founded here in Canada by a group that is uh, known as the Canadian Mafia, three different professors at three different universities, 
all of whom have a tremendous talent in machine learning and artificial intelligence. And that's really enabled us to, to pick up a lot of talent, yes, in Waterloo and in Toronto, um, that, that helps us build out the, the systems that we build out. Yeah, that's surprising. I always thought Bob and Doug McKenzie were the uh, Canadian uh, mafia, and they cornered the beer market, eh? Oh, you know? yeah. Am I wrong there? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you know, the, the guy who, uh, the, the director of distribution for Labatt's, he's a big podcast listener. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, he's listening to all right. that I Very cool. It's good stuff. Uh, so, what? hey, what's got you... What's been the good and bad of this year for Fleet Ops uh, f- from your C to CEO of the company? It's, it's, I mean, it's been a challenging year, but uh, w- what's been going on on your side of the business? Well, you're seeing, like, we didn't expect to see what we're seeing. I mean, w- for one thing, spending habits are changing from, you know, travel experiences to things. Like, you know, this year, I guess to fill that void, we've become a little bit more materialistic. Uh, you know, fortunately for the trucking markets, but, you know, perhaps unfortunately for some people. And that's meant that the load to truck ratio, all time highs, and, you know, drivers are moving to load boards and experiences like the ones that Fleet Ops builds more and more and more. And that ultimately has been has been good for us. And we, we certainly didn't expect that going into this year. I mean, we, we expected things to get to get go from bad to worse. And, um, you know, we continue to track the freight waves uh, indicator of, you know, where the market's going, where it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're, we're seeing all time highs. So it's um, it's been good for us. Yeah, well, He sold all his books in, in preparation for uh, the incoming storm. I'm going to put truck. <laughs> you guys have what the truck merch that we'll, we'll fill it up. But, <laughs> we'll fill uh, it up with our action figures. Yeah, be, I, think he, uh, I think he's seen the show before. We'll pick out things in the background. So he removed his book. So he wouldn't yeah, ask him he about which ones we're going to question him about. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what's been what's been the hardest part, though? I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of things that are sort of coming to a head. I, for me, I think some of it is just, you know, I love remote work, but some of it makes it difficult, especially with like it new does. employees and imbuing the culture and people knowing who you are and you knowing who they are. That can be a little challenging uh, for you. What's been the hardest part? I agree. It's it's remote work. I mean, it's um, you can't. There's so much that you understand from being in the room with someone. There's so much that we learn through body language, and yeah, that being absent is is really tough. You have to build new processes and new systems, and you know it's harder maybe to hire people, hire harder maybe to close certain deals without those in person meetings. Um, you know where you usually fly somewhere to you know pledge fealty to whoever you are selling something to. And yeah, it's uh, that that all makes it much harder for sure. Uh, it so certainly we're does. Yeah. It certainly does. I have the unique ability of sending an email that will quickly spiral out of control when it had no <laughs> no intention of doing that from the beginning. I'm much better in person than sending yeah. it than people trying to read my mood in an email doesn't doesn't work well for me. But uh, uh, looking at the industry and what has gone on, where we're at right now, and you guys in the in the tech space and really bringing about this new technology, what do you see as as really uh, what are the trends? What's poised next to really trans uh you know to revolutionize the industry? One of the greatest catalysts for change was definitely the ELD mandate, right? Uh, trucks were offline, now they're online and that means that a ton of additional services come online. So that's, you know, the tracking of vehicles, that's, you know, the use of this data for freight matching and, you know, everything else that, you know, fleet ops would do and a lot of the other players in this market would do. It, you know, on a, on a more micro level, just looking at tech, I think you're just going to see more proliferation of those services. You're going to see, you know, a lot of tech becoming more popular, et cetera. 
what's going to happen to telematics companies and, and, and brokerages? It's really hard to say. I mean, I, you hear a lot of people say the brokerage is going to go away. I don't think those people know what they're talking about. I mean, it's, it's going to be we're, we're looking at a very long time horizon if that is indeed happening. And on the side of, you know, the, the way that we transact, you're going to see more e-commerce. You're going to see so, you know, more things moving on trucks and you're going to see, um, you know, perhaps more people just making purchases that way. Um, so the market, I think, is headed in you know, great territory, uh, whether or not there's going to be consolidation or, you know, greater use of autonomous vehicles. That's uh, that's definitely going to be clear in the next, I'd say, three to four years, yeah, three to five years. Yeah, it right. totally makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I think one of the other ones, and maybe you have a different opinion, but uh, is the reverse logistics. You know, yeah. like you, you mentioned the, the changes in e-commerce and, and purchasing. And it, reverse logistics has always been there, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Whether we called it that or not back in the day, doesn't matter. But the growth there is exponential, and the need for technology, I would think, is going to be huge. Sure. And, you know, I mean, we're going to get into it in the next segment when we talk about Black Friday numbers. But I, I believe there was something akin to a 25% increase in online purchases over over black friday that means that a lot of companies you know a lot like especially with clothes 40 percent of returned there's gonna be a big bill that a lot of companies are going to be facing coming into the next year yeah that they better account for or they're going to be in a little bit of trouble i mean wouldn't you agree with that yeah indeed part of it is the problem on the front end like how do you make it easier for people to buy stuff if i buy a shirt and you tell me that you know, it's a certain width across my chest. I have no idea really what that means or if that shirt's going to fit. And I might be pretty particular about it, too. So like, enhancing those experiences is going to help. You'll see probably more investments there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a huge problem to solve. And there's a ton of waste as a result of it. So, you know, how do we address that both in terms of the like, you know, there's more emissions because you're continually sending things back and there's more um this is just, it's very challenging. Yeah. So there's going to have to be someone that solves that problem for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I was reading this great CNBC article where they put, um, they put tracking devices and all these handbags that they return to Amazon to see where oh, they okay. ended up. A lot of them end up right in the, where you'd think in the landfill. Yeah. Yeah. They don't absolutely. go back on the shelf. They're not bought by somebody else. A lot of it just gets trashed. No, and gets and shredded. What, yeah. Especially now that Amazon's bringing a lot of these goods in they're, they're probably shredding and destroying even for the duty drawback returns on that. Um, here, I'll spin the wheel one time for you. We're, we're almost out of time, but let, let's do a quick one. Here it is. It's your one stupid question for the day, and it is, when will the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup? Never. No, no. Never. Okay. Well, no, hesita <laughs> no hesitation all right. at all. All right. <laughs> you can tell he's been either a long-time long fan to that abuse. Wow. 1967, I believe, was the last time that they took home Lord Leafs. Stanley's beautiful cup. Lord Stanley's cup. Yeah. You, you remember that in a past I'm life? A I'm a Raptors fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, Raptors. Oh, okay, he's right. a Raptors. He's fan. like he's All like Drake. He's like the Drake. I thought of he was going to be like the one Canadian who doesn't follow hockey. I was going to say, what? what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they got the Raptors now. The Raptors, like the Raptors, it took the Raptors so long to get good that their name is like is very dated because it was named after yeah. like the Jurassic Park craze from like 1993. <laughs> yeah, it uh, is. A, yeah, it doesn't stand a test. Sorry, of time. we don't mean to throw shade on your championship team. Uh, <laughs> where do we send people to learn more about Fleet Ops? FleetOps.ai. Wow. That's, our, that's our website, and uh, if you're interested in what we do, fill out a form, and we'll get back to you. Thank you very much, and here's a little cowbell for you and your team. I hope you all have a very happy holidays. We appreciate your time today. Right on. Hey, happy Boxing Day coming up soon. Oh, yeah, that's coming up soon. That's, see, that's a good reverse <laughs> logistics. Isn't that when you give someone gifts you don't like? I, I don't Isn't know. that how it works? I think so. That's like re-gifting day. I, I, 
Sure. Right. <laughs> well, somebody put it in the comments. I don't know what it is. All right, let's I thought it was Canadians all went out in the street and fought each other. Oh, could be that too. Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson. Yeah. The, People bet yeah. on that thing, even though you weren't supposed to have a winner. It's Crazy. the Canadians fans versus the Leafs fans. That's the American yeah. way. Betting on, on an event where there can't even be a winner, but betting if they're... <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be it, right? So, hey, big deal, little deal, brother. Yes. Let's get into it a little bit. So you mentioned Black Friday, mm-hmm. right? So Black Friday hit a new record with consumer spending $9 billion, wow. an increase of 21.6% over last year. Key items are, I think you could guess a lot of these, sure. gaming consoles, video games, Lego sets, hey. uh, cowbells, no, that's not on the list, Barbie toys, Hot Wheels, connected technology, AirPods, laptops, all that other kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, so big increase. Looks like a change in what they're buying. Big deal, little deal. It's a big deal, and I think we just talked about it with our last guest. Our answer was kind of inherent in there, is that it's going to cost. It's it's very wasteful from a sustainability standpoint and from a cash standpoint. It's going to be very costly, but you know what? There's going to be a new industry that crops up you know, to deal and to tackle this problem. So, and when you put Amazon on the case and Amazon, look, there's only so much money Amazon's going to allow themselves to use, right? Even if they don't want to take a stand on like sustainability, which I'm sure they do. They've done that in terms of their climate sure. emissions, sure. but in terms of the waste that happens with returns and look, they're just inevitable. We're in a consumeristic society, but I think Amazon may be able to figure out some solutions on ways to, to, to do more with these return goods. I already know they do Amazon warehouse deals, which I often like. I tend to buy those. Uh, I'll tell you, though, Mike, you know what's a big deal? My kid, so this morning, okay. we're asking my kid what he wants for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And my wife said, oh, you definitely put some Legos on there. And he goes, nah, I'm, I'm tired of Legos. Whoa. I think because he did like the Death Star. He did a, a bunch okay. of other ones. He's yeah. done thousands and thousands of Legos. A little over burned the out right A little now. burned out. Little wow. Burned out. Big deal for you? Uh, th- this, yeah. it, it, it is, and I, I think it's a, I think it's a big deal uh, because it really indicates the change in consumer spending and just puts an exclamation, uh, exclamation <laughs> point on it. Uh, easy for me to say, yeah. but yeah, it does. Points. And for what you're talking about, new new businesses, there's change. There's, and it's not necessarily negative. I mean, it is when you talk about the returns and a lot of them hitting the landfills and stuff like that. But it's also a chance for us to innovate and move forward. And really, I think that brings forward the recycling process and circular economy uh, talk, which needs to be at the forefront. And it puts a, you know, much like a lot of things happened during COVID. Mm. Again, this, a result of COVID will bring us forward in a positive way. Yeah. So I'll look at it that way. Here's one for you. PS5 is hard to get, right? Yeah. Well, the man in Taiwan, he was able to snag himself one, right? Sweet. But he was forced to sell it. He was forced to sell it on Facebook after his wife discovered that it wasn't an air purifier. Big deal or little deal? Well, I, uh, so was it advertised to him as an air purifier? Or No, no, no. So he bought it. He told, to his wife it was. He, he yeah. told her that it was an air oh, purifier. Oh, okay. So he, so he, uh, he falsely uh, he misrepresented what yes. he had purchased. Yeah, he was he got probably caught. like $600, but it purifies the air, COVID. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say it's a little deal, but it's a good, it's good, important information to get out there for the general public and, and those who are trying to pull this scam on their wife. You, get, you have to do a little bit better job than this guy did. Apparently. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, she might have noticed. Put a fan playing, on top of it or something. Yeah, he's played Astro's Playroom on his, uh, yeah. on his air purifier. She might have caught wind. <laughs> Why is it plugged into the TV? Uh, these instructions are so difficult. I'm trying She'll to adjust it. <laughs> She'll, She'll never know. She'll never know. You know what's funny? The funniest part of the story that I was reading was um, the person who bought it, they quoted this person and they said, 
When the seller arrived, it turned out to be a middle-aged man. You could tell that he definitely played video games <laughs> just with a single look. Wow. What a backhanded compliment. One look. What is that look? Yeah. Speaking of backhanded comments, Jake McLeod said Ken has more NBA championships in the last decade than Stanley Cups. Wow. <laughs> is that right? Okay. All right. Oh, man. So, hey, listen, the world's largest maker of latex gloves will shut more than half of its factories. Wow. Uh, so 2,500 employees tested positive. And I think that's out of like 5,400 employees. It's yeah. like half, almost half their employees tested positive for the coronavirus. So they're going to go, they're going to be shutting down in phases. Uh, big deal or little deal? It's a big deal, and we're going to find this is happening a lot in, in winter. There's actually a prison riot over the weekend uh, over in Asia as well. People just getting coronavirus, being stuck in these combined locations. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a big deal for, like, the uh, for latex gloves. I mean, I think that they'll probably be plenty of PPE, but this is 28 plants out of the 41. So it actually, it's actually ends up being more than half that, than that. But I don't yeah. know if the employees are spread out differently. It's 2,500 employees. Uh, yeah, it's dangerous for the workers, and, and these types of workers are some of the most marginalized in the world. You know, they live in those dormitories. That's There's exactly. no way to social distance. There's no way to have COVID protocols. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what I was going to bring up. I, I agree with you. In a supply of latex gloves, I think it's a little deal because yeah. we'll find them, we'll get them. It's not that hard to do. But I think it's a big deal and a positive deal in the fact that it's really exposing, like you said, these type of employees. And this this particular company was already on the on the uh, uh, watch list of the United States government because of its forced labor, uh, cons- uh, you know, uh, uh, suspicions. Yeah. Uh, right. And yeah. The, and these dormitories. Here's one for you. So that's yeah. a big, big deal in terms of the overarching thing. Yeah. yeah. In, in a positive way. It could, hopefully it exposes more of this and ends that type of practice. So, yeah. Josh Holbrook, he says the Death Star is, uh, that's on his bucket list. I might be tired of Legos after that, too. To visit it or? No, to build it. To build it. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the last one for you. So we've been trying to highlight some of this stuff. Here's another one. USPS Operation Sen seeks helpers to spread joy to needy families. Big deal or little deal? Um, I, I think it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I, anytime that we see these, these type of things, I think it's a big deal and we should be supporting these type of things because uh, we bring these to light this time. Uh, well, we've been doing it throughout as, yeah. as, we, as we've been, uh, you know, on the air and trying to bring these to. But, you know, this is the time where people it's about giving. You know what? Here's the good thing about this, though. So yeah. one of the issues was that you used to have to go in one of of two adop- adoption sites, legacy adoption sites in New York or Chicago. If you're not there, you're out of luck. But here, because we've gone digital, they've opened this up nationwide. So you can be able to adopt one of these letters and you can be uh, a needy family's secret Santa at USPS.com. And also that article gives away Santa Claus's address. So kids, get your pens. One, two, three, Elf Road, North Pole, eight, 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 eight. Eight, get your letters together for Santa. I was just looking at it. I got to copy that down. <laughs> By the way, happy birthday, Sebastian. You are four today. Enjoy your yeah, amazing happy day. Happy birthday, Sebastian. Yeah. Little cowbell from Little Dad. Cowbell for right? that. One, two, three, four, and one for good luck. There you go, brother. Clarissa Carver says they should put some of her merchandise, Big Rig Barbie merchandise, in Pilot Flying J. Well, maybe if he listens back to this episode, he will decide to. For those of you who would like to listen back to this episode, you can look up What the Truck on your favorite podcast player of choice. There you'll find every What the Truck episode or look up Freightcast and you'll get every single Freightways podcast all in one convenient feed. Or if you want to see our ugly mugs, what do we always tell you? <laughs> Download the Freightways TV yep. app. <laughs> Don't do it. Not even once. While Boy, you're you know, eating your leftover turkey samamishes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, download the free TV app. You can watch it on your Roku. You can watch it on your Amazon Fire. You can watch it on your uh, Fire TV, your Smart TV, your Samsung. You said a lot of Samsung sold, so you can watch it on your Samsung. You got your Samsung. Uh, I thank you everybody for joining. Wow. You can find me oh, on Twitter at Timothy Duna. That's D double O N E R. You can find him at Vincent the Dude. Connect with us. Keep the conversation going. Good luck. God bless you. Happy holidays. And we'll catch you tomorrow for the midday market update. A new Easter time. That's right. Peace and love, everybody. Peace and love.